get fat or skinny in COVID? Because I got skinny and then I got fat. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay, uh. at the beginning of the year, I was, uh, I, was du- I was almost double XL, let me tell you, Jen. And I was like, okay, time to smarten up. It's January, New Year's resolution time. That happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then... COVID hit, and I thought, okay, things are going pretty well, and you know, with quarantine and lockdown, you can either get busy getting fat or get busy, like, getting in shape, right? Mm -hmm. People were doing all the home workouts. Didn't you buy, like, a punching bag? Dude, I went ham the first few weeks of quarantine, because I was doing, I was working out the most I have ever worked out since I did, like, training back in the day, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm in a really good place, like... Fitness wise, I feel healthy. I mm-hmm. want to keep this going. So I like, yeah, I bought like those pads for the ground for a home workout. I brought, bought, got a punching bag. I like set up my spare bedroom as a full on gym and was doing workouts every day. And I was also going for runs yeah, and trying that. to box at home. But I lost motivation because I'm one of those people that needs someone to yell at me in order to do uh, a workout. I need yeah. someone to like hold me accountable. Otherwise, I will make up any excuse not to do it. Right. So I went off the train and then that was it. And I didn't work out for a couple months. And then uh, now I'm just back in the boxing gym because they put all the protocols in place and they've reopened. Okay, well, that's good that you're back doing that and getting yelled at. I feel like shit, though. I feel like I have just totally lost all of my cardio. I feel just tired all the time. And yeah, it really took a toll on me. So that was me, too. I got down from a double XL down to a... Size large t-shirt, mm. okay. And then summer hit. And I went on my first vacation and I thought, oh, you know, as a treat, I like to drive and snack. I was on a little bit of a road trip. So I was like snacking on cheesies and whatever. And that, and then having a few beers around the campfire. And that, once you do that, it just, that's it. The sugar and the salt hits your brain. It undoes all that good work that you've been doing. And it just creeps back up, back up. So now I'm back to an extra large t-shirt. Oh, wow. No, that sucks. No, that's good. That's fine. No, but I I'm on it- my way. If I'm not careful, I could be back to a double XL. And by the way, it sucks so hard to like make that progress and get your weight yeah. down. Okay. And then a couple of months... Of just eating like crap and not exercising. That's the other thing, too. Once you're eating like shit, you don't feel like getting down, no. doing your burpees. I was doing weights around the house. I was d- going for all these, you know, hikes and everything, trying to do cardio. The same thing. Can't swim, which is my main exercise. Yeah. Pools are all closed. Okay, so you start eating like shit again. Guess what? Fat. Um, Drives me nuts. Yeah, I know. And it, it comes back so quickly. Hey, it's so right. easy to so like effortlessly. lose that like muscle tone or even mm-hmm. just like the memory of that too. Um, but, you know, you have to be nice to yourself because like I find that a lot of my I was just exhausted on a daily basis, just dealing with work all the time and dealing with the pandemic. And, you know, mm. you know, my my energy was going elsewhere and that's totally fine. Right. I was more focused on my mental health and I was like, I'm kind of stressing myself out by trying to get, you know, continue being like a fit person and right, doing right, all this. Right. I'm like, my my energy is elsewhere and that's OK. And that's what, what that's what I, my mind is asking for right now. Interesting. It's just a little break. Um, and, you know. 
that's I think a lot of people are going through that. Some people are the opposite and they felt like extra motivated during yeah. these times to like really work on themselves physically. But right. yeah, I don't think you should feel bad about that. I do. I should feel bad about well, it because I mean I, valid too. But. Not everyone should feel bad about it. Certainly. I think you're mm. you're definitely right, and that's the compassionate way to look at it. And that's how I feel about generally everybody. I don't care how anybody does with their body except for me. I'm talking very personally for me, and if you can relate to it, great. If not, whatever. But that's it. If I am taking the steps to just cook myself a healthy meal at night rather than going through a drive through and spending $40. Right. Okay. That my that means my mental health is better. Yeah. And then and it's cyclical too that like then I wake up the next morning feeling fresher and more mentally stable. Yeah. And and happier. And the other thing too is like yeah, beyond everything else, it's just so much more comfortable. Don't aren't you so much more comfortable in your body when you it's not even about losing well. your gaining weight. It's just like when you are doing that exercise, that healthy eating, just you feel your body is limber. The bones yeah. move the way they're supposed to. Your muscles, right? It's yeah. just I look at I just like get up in the morning and I can't wait to do a thing and stretch and put on my socks while still standing up. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, it's like sitting in a chair isn't comfortable when you're just feeling like shit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like your body is physically just like happier if you're treating it better. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, this part of it. Um, now I find that as soon as like I just got back into boxing in the last couple of weeks and it's been really hard like I'm really disappointed because I've lost all this momentum um, so I'm kind of like going back a few months or even like a year's worth mm. um, of like training and just like re- remembering all these muscle movements and like being yeah having my cardio get back up to it um, but I find that once I start exercising the eating just goes hand in hand. Like, really? Because uh, whenever I go into a boxing class, which is really high intensity, and I just eaten a burger, I'm not feeling good and I'm not feeling good in the class. Course, and I feel yeah, yeah. like, oh, I'm not accomplishing what I can't accomplish. So once I start exercising, I immediately just like, my diet just automatically changes because that's what my body wants. Right. Yeah. Because <sighs> if you're like just listening to your body a little bit more. I'm still drinking a lot of beer, so holy. Are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'll have a beer a night. Oh, really? And then on the weekends, it's like I'll have like six beers in a day. I almost cracked a beer open last night because I made fish for dinner. I'm going to tell you all about this fishing trip. But uh, yeah, I, I almost did it. But I think I want to go a sober September and a sober October. Nice. Yeah, might as well. You're, you don't drink that much anyway. I don't, but I mean, but that's it. A few beers, that's all it takes. Yeah. Pack on the pounds. Pack on the pounds around your neck. That's where yeah. it comes. That's where the booze weight comes. Now, speaking of drinking beer, I drank about a thousand beers on this fishing trip I went on last weekend. Oh, you're just on a boat all day? Yeah, just that's what you do, you drink beers. And um, I was on a boat with three boomers, okay? Mm-hmm. We don't, I, it just made me realize how little boomer interaction I have on a daily basis. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's... Do you have any boomers really in your life? You know, there's like the people that we work with who are considered boomers, but... We're not close with them. Not that tight, right? We'll spend no. a lot of time. Even, at least on even like Jason Lamb is like Is he's, he a boomer? No, no he's, he's not. Gen X, but he has fear fierce boomer energy sometimes for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't really just like my parents. Yeah. And I'm not even that close with them. Well, I am close with them, but I don't see them very often. Um the one uh the the oh, I love this bit of boomer energy. The one boomer was like uh Oh, yeah. You wouldn't believe it. My music is all over the map, you guys. Just careful. Strap in here because my music, you never know what's going to come next. I'm going to put some music on. You're not even going to believe it. 
and it it started off with uh, Fleetwood Mac and went into the Moody Blues, two of the most staple classic rock boomer dad rock artists of all time. I, that did not surprise me, and it just went on like that, right? Yeah, it was, it was just like, like, oh, this is exactly what I expected, actually. Yeah, is this like a classic rock's greatest hits boomer playlist? And then he, every song that he came on, he's like, yeah, you never know. You just never, like, that's such boomer energy. I love that. They think that their music is so unique. Their mix of music is so crazy. But it's just like, no, dude. That's exactly what I would expect. We just turn on the queue next door and that's what we hear, actually. That's what it was like. That's so interesting. Jack FM. Yeah, gotcha. Exact same. Worse. It's worse, but yes. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Yeah, what what does your dad listen to? Um, uh, mostly talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like music. <laughs> no, that's not true. He, I grew up with a lot of music around in the house and, um, he does, I think like, uh, he switches back and forth between like classical music and yeah. then he does, he listens to the zone cause he doesn't mind the music. Really? Yeah. That's so nice. He said that. That's so. so sweet. And my dad listens to the zone as well. Sometimes he texts in to the zones. Um, text line, <laughs> yes, but not to me ever. He never texts me, but he texts really? me through work. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Uh, he really likes, yeah, just modern rock in general. Like we grew up listening to Sea Fox over yeah, in Vancouver, yeah. so a lot of like Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. and Nirvana, Foo mm-hmm. Fighters, you know, um, Tragically Hip, and all that That's jazz. He so he he loves all that. Um, I really love that. But I don't think he's a boomer. When's a boomer start? I think he had to be pretty old to be a boomer. He's not a boomer. No, I don't think your dad's a boomer. I think he might be. He's like 55 or something. Uh, no, I don't think that. Um, what I love about your family is uh, I know that with you and I will work really hard on a piece of audio or radio or whatever. It's a post online and no one will like it on Facebook. But then when there's one like, I know that it's your mom. Allie Pounder. Always- <laughs> it's always Allie Pounder. <laughs> Yeah, and she, oh, she loves herself some Florence. She loves, like, the powerhouse woman-fronted mm-hmm. music. Yep. Like, she's a huge Stevie Nicks fan, like, right. massive Stevie Nicks fan. Um, uh, she loves Sleetwood Mac as well. She loves um, L. King. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, she's got pretty good taste, I think. I really like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, how wonderful. I hope mm-hmm. that I take my love of music into my older age, too. That's one thing that, you know... It's like I feel like even at my age, I should I shouldn't give a rip about music anymore. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like that kind of be gets replaced by way more important priorities as you get older. Maybe that's it. Yeah, never think about that. But you just don't have the capacity to have more music in exactly. your library. And also, it like when you're young, it really becomes like a really quick and easy way for you to define yourself and your personality yes. as like because it's so when you're a kid, you're just like you need to express to the world, here's who I am, and you know you can't really tell it, but you need to explain it to p- people and how you look and what you listen to and everything. So music is just it becomes your identity, and I've definitely drifted away from that. I don't know if you mm. are this way too. It's just like I love all kinds of music. What do you want to talk to me about? Want to yeah. talk to me about Cardi B? Hell yeah, fucking love WAP. You know, let's get her going here. Yeah. So, yeah, in that way, I hope I hang on to it. 
and I do love and appreciate it, but totally. Oh, okay. I have a question. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that you're getting a little bit of music fatigue? Like when it comes to Spotify and what's like presented to you on Spotify or whatever you use for yeah. music. Do you, you don't use Spotify, do you? I'm an Apple music guy, but I do oh. also have Spotify too. Okay. Cause I find like the playlist that they're pumping me and like the kind of whatever curated music that they just like think that'll like, right. It's the same artists over and over again, which yes. is, it was really exciting when I first got Spotify and I learned about so many new artists but now I'm like I need something else how do I switch it up I wish you could press like a randomized button or something where it's like don't give me the stuff that I already listened to give me something fresh that like is totally out of left field you know what's weird about Spotify is that I've because the promise with those things and the playlist algorithms is we'll figure out what type of music you're gonna love the more you use this mm-hmm. but i actually found that the more they got to know me the worse it got yeah because they just kept playing the same crap at me same yeah artists. and i'm using it less because i'm like i, I can we listen to your playlist because i'm so tired of whatever the heck's going on on my spotify right now i have a little resolution that i'm gonna try and make a new playlist a completely new playlist of like whatever 20 30 songs every yeah season of the year that's a good idea yeah and it's like and and it's true you can't really depend on just one thing you can't just hit on spotify you can't just flick on the radio you can't it's like you can't do that so it's like it's been never been easier and also harder to source yourself your favorite music that's interesting yeah because it is so easy we have so much music and i think was just like we just need to find different places to dig yeah. to find that music, yeah. right? Because there's just so much of it. Everyone's making content and it's so hard to consume it all. Or so easy un- to consume it all also. It, yeah, it is. But yeah. that means it's so much and it's so hard to dig through. And it's like, I, do I like this or not? You need to like spend three, four, five listens to the song to, before you even really know if you like it or yeah. not. Whereas, yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to try and do that, expose myself to as much as humanly possible and then get those playlists made. Yeah, good call. And send them to me. Okay. Okay. Well, enjoy this podcast. Uh, yeah. I think it's a shorting week. Okay, cool. So Thank you mu- so much for listening to it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. And to tell your friends. You're going on a boat yeah. for a long weekend? You're going on a sailboat? Not for the whole long weekend, just for today. But yeah, there's a sailboat in my horizon. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so jealous. You and I yeah. are doing going to do this weekend like classic new Tinder profile pictures. <laughs> yeah. Even though neither of us are on Tinder, it's great. We can we can get this because you're going on a sailboat. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a real. If I were to see a girl on Tinder on a sailboat, that would be a pretty classic profile picture, right? right? For sure. Like, oh, this girl's got access to water yachts. <laughs> cool. Water sports. That's great. And you're going to be holding fish, hopefully. Yeah, I'm going up to Banfield to go fishing this weekend, which is the classic. It's like either holding a big fish or petting a tiger. Yeah. That's the classic Tinder profile. Petting a tiger. Yeah. Uh, or Which like an elephant. Not, yeah. Touching an elephant. A lot of dudes going yeah. on these wildlife safari trips and borderline abusing or exploiting animals yeah. in captivity just for good Tinder profiles. Yeah, I never understood the fish thing. Am I supposed to be impressed by the size of the fish? Yes. And the type of the fish? Which, yeah. like, a lot of people don't really know or care for that. Yeah, okay, but the thinking is, and I don't know if guys even know that they're doing this, but the thinking is that, like, look, I can provide... 
But, <laughs> you know, it's just when you put a, a fishing line into the ocean, uh-huh. it's like you're going to catch what you're going to catch. It's just kind of like, right? Isn't that how that works? It's just like, oh, I just happened to catch a big fish. Look, I've provided food but for I you mus- and your offspring. <laughs> I muscled it in. Yeah, seriously. Okay. So, either that or like just holding up bags of takeout food. <laughs> you're going to be holding up a minnow <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> This thing is going around still about this dude who went to the city council and was trying to get people to rename a boneless chicken wings because, like, it's not wings. It has nothing to do with the wings. Mm. And the best name that he suggested was Saucy Nugs. Oh, love that. And honestly, at this point, like, this thing has gone so supernova viral. And, you know, it's like every dumb radio show in the world has talked about it and all on TV and everything. But the Saucy Nugs. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it would it would be a smart move for bars, pubs, anyone who's got these boneless wings to put Saucy Nugs on the menu. That would sell. Yeah. But there's got to be other names, too. Like, we never thought of, like... Um, I like chicken nibs. Yeah, maybe like chicken chunks. Chicken nips also. Um, how about switching the front letters so it's Wiccan Chings? <laughs> what? what the hell? Um, Tendy Boys is a good one too. Yeah, I like Tendies. Chicken Tendies? Yeah. yeah. Nuglets? Okay, pretty good. Yeah, there's plenty of names you can call these things, but just just go with with uh, what did you call saucy nugs? Saucy nugs. I think that's get really going to catch on from here on out. It's fun to order. All oh, the saucy nugs. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken things is the one I couldn't remember, and you can just have that right on the menu, right next to the wings, right? Oh yeah. Chicken wings, and then right next to chicken things. <gasps> Love that. And then I like this one too. Texted in uh, laden drummies. But that would have to be like a special thing ordered on the menu that it's only the drumsticks mm. and they're just like hella saucy. It's just mm. like dripping in sauce, like too almost too much sauce, you I know? I chicken now. I know. The headline is what, what really got me, of course. Um, Elon Musk would need 300 ready-to-die persons a day as soon as the 1,000 Starship flights are launched. Uh, so, yeah. They're asking for 300 people to go to Mars, right? We've been hearing about this for quite a while. Um, But he was just straight up about it. He was like, there is a big chance that you could die. This is the first time we're doing this. So you have to be ready to die in order to go to Mars. You have to be okay with that, which was just so dark and ominous. And I kind of got spooked out by the whole thing. Just the idea of people going to Mars. I'm Mm. not entirely sure if I'm ready to be alive for that. Right, just even getting that news every news. day. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. That's something that we're gonna have to have in the morning news every day. It's How like, are the Mars people doing? How are they doing? Yeah. The video shows this, and like anything could happen here. Yeah. You know, it's got, kind of like a we're living a nightmare. We got our first are. Mars pregnancy, and then we're all gonna right? have to know the name of the first baby born on Mars, and then the first person who dies on Mars, yeah. and then the first ten people. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, um, the. Bonus thing that he said, Musk said that there will be a lot of jobs on Mars, so that's a plus. (laughs) But I don't know who would ever want to do this. Um, Yeah, the idea that you could never return back to Earth. Yeah. 
that is just a wild thought, and there's nothing there on Mars except for whatever you're packing in the spacecraft. Well, that is exactly it. Have you ever been to a place where, like, you're on well water, and then, like, the, you know, the well goes bad or gets musty or something, yep. so then you have to wash your dishes there's every day with... To it. Yeah, right? Yeah. you got to wash your dishes with water that you pack in, and... And it's like you gotta be really careful with it. And yeah. then to not ever hear the sound of a river or water ever again. Mm, wow. Yeah. That, that's, I think, what would drive me super nuts. And maybe that's from being spoiled and living on Vancouver Island. We can go down to the Dallas Road Beach any little time and hear the waves crashing or go out to a river. Have rain. So, I don't know, maybe you know? like people in the prairies would be more suited to this. I don't know. I'm used to not hearing water. <laughs> I guess it would just be like the people who are really good at like survival, like people who go camping, but just like in full survival right. mode camping, yeah. like hiking long distances who are good with like very little resources. Cause yeah, there's a lot of things that you don't really notice that you need on a day to day basis. That's not going to be there on Mars. Musk wants to get people up there and a base built with like tons of people. Yeah. That sounds like 300,000 people he wants to get up there living in this thing, building this base, get, making this civilization go. Now, here's what I'm thinking about. We're going to have Mars people mm-hmm. and Earth people. Uh, now, whenever there's two groups of people, you know what happens? What? Fighting. Oh, no. And are we going to have like a... Eventually, no, an Earth-Mars war? I think we're going too deep into this. Don't but yeah, <laughs> my mind is in a dark place when I think about people going to Mars. Yeah, I love the email you sent me this morning. The headline, the title was like, are you ready to die? <laughs> then I've got a thing for you. Go to Mars. are in order, yeah, let's go to yeah. Mars. Oh, wow, Jenny, that's a lot of explosives you've got there. Yeah, like right here I've got uh, my smoke bomb, got my dynamite, mm-hmm. blasting caps, mm-hmm. some TNT, some nitroglycerin and explosives and then just like a bucket of sketchy fireworks yeah fun but oh my god what is this all for it's just my cute way of telling my friends and family that i'm going to raise my child with the pressures of socially constructed displays of gender i uh, didn't even know you were pregnant Good afternoon. My name is Jenny. That's Paul. It's your favorite drive time pals. Yes, you're bringing it on. I'm bringing, I'm making it happen now. This has really been like a roller coaster of emotions following this snake story around. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard that, you know, a snake was missing a couple months ago. And uh, the public, you know, at first was like really terrified by it. It's just like a ball python. It's not like a harmful snake or anything, but mm-hmm. it was someone's pet snake. They ended up finding the snake. That was an amazing journey that the snake went on. Yeah. In fact, I was going to, you know, I had written an email to Disney. I was like, remember that movie you made <laughs> yes. where the cute animals travel across the country and are reunited? Can you please remake it, but with a snake and across oh a small gosh. town called Victoria? I would love to see that. Absolutely. And then, so it was reunited with its owner and then we find find out a couple weeks later that it has gone missing again and this ending is not so disney not disney it's really sad um we're really really sad to say that the snake was found but dead yeah yeah i read that article they didn't say how the snake died or anything did they just no, they haven't they found said, it in the backyard, and it's just a dead snake. We're all wondering, you know, what happened, but uh, they did determine it was the same ball python or danger noodle that was reported missing. 
And uh, it had appeared to be dead for some time. It was actually just like coiled up in the area of Marigold Road and Jasmine Road. And it was uh, found on Sunday. I'm sad. I'm really sad. I'm legit sad. Yeah, this but was like snake, a, a beautiful really token of Victoria. And we were really, you know, rooting for the snake to find a good home and, you know, yeah. be safe with its yes. owner. D- did it once. Could do it again. Mm-hmm. But it's not the way it ended up for this snake. So maybe it's not like one of those new age Disney movies. It's like one of those Disney movies from the 60s where like the animal dies. Oh, no. But it teaches us all a valuable lesson. Yeah. Rest in peace, snake. We can do Halloween this year. Dr. Bonnie said that Halloween is not canceled. Yes. So I tell you, went on a fishing trip this weekend, right? On the boat, you whiz off the side of the boat, right? Oh, you stop peeing? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, so, but what happens on this boat that I was on is my cousin's boat, someone made for him just like a tube. It's like just like a piece of PVC piping and then you kind of like, you know, pee into that and then it and then it goes off. It extends the length of your pee and then and then it goes drains into the ocean. But just so you know, it's not dribble and everything anywhere. Okay, do you know what I'm saying? That's like a go girl. Exactly. Yeah. In the woods. So we got this picture. This is really great. Someone had this. It's a similar idea. A tube that goes. (laughs) That's why I brought it up. It's a tube. Piece, piece of piping that no. goes from your front door out to you know like your gate or the end of the driveway, and that's when you would slide candy down just for candy. the children. Just candy, just candy, just candy, of, candy course. For the children. of course, just candy. Why did you connect those two stories? Well, just such a similar idea that you you would use some yeah. piping. Okay, yeah, to yeah. extend and to because it's COVID time. Yeah, no, this is a great idea. There's like this long pipe that goes from the front door to the edge of the driveway, and I think that could be. Useful. Someone else texted in saying that a, a t-shirt cannon would be good. Oh, for candy. You just, you just t-shirt cannon candy to all the kids in the neighborhood. Well, let me just say, door. as my best friend Marty the Marmot will tell you, a t-shirt cannon is tough to aim, okay? It's oh. not for kids. not for playing around. Okay. Now, there's a few things that have happened because of the pandemic that I actually think are positive. There's oh. a few things. Okay. Uh, one, I think that the patios on the streets of Victoria, I think that's a huge positive. Wonderful. I love those. Um, the, the You know, some people are really happy to be working at home and at least have the option now totally. and kind of testing that. Mm-hmm. And then overall, just like people kind of leaving you alone and giving you a little bit of extra space and that's not being up one. in your business. Yeah, no one talks to me and no one asks me to do anything and I just I don't have to talk to anybody. It's great. It's right. so wonderful. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to like look at a person. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and then there's one other thing that I, I personally really loved too, which was the fact that we were able to sit in our cars again on the BC ferries. Yes. And those are all things that I kind of was hoping that would just be permanent. You know, and not just be because of the pandemic. But unfortunately, we got news that on September 30th, Transport Canada has said that if you're on the lower vehicle decks, that you have to leave your cars and go up to the passenger decks or uh, the sun decks. uh, Yeah. On the ferries, which is like. Yeah, when I when I spend a lot of money going on the ferry with my car, I just want to sit in it. You know, I no don't really want to see people. It's so wonderful, and you're just like crossing your fingers that you get on the upper deck, so you yeah. don't have to leave your car. But yeah, starting September 30th, they're saying that they are um, 
not being flexible anymore with that. Again, it's not a BC Ferries thing. It's a Transport Canada thing. So right. don't go yelling at BC Ferries. They don't really have any control over it. It is a bummer, though. But now you have to also think about, you know, the safety precautions that BC Ferries has put in place for COVID-19, like you, mandatory masks now on all parts of the vessel so you can, you know, ensure that people are being safe. There's lots of hand sanitizer stations. And overall, it's like pretty clean up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just be ready for that. September 30th. You can no longer just hide away in your car. That's such a bummer. And that's such and you know what's hard about that too is you can't even at that point of the year, you can't go up on the top deck and enjoy oh, yeah. the sunshine and the nice day and the breeze and all that. You're pretty much stuck. You gotta sit either in the cafeteria or oh, if there's not a seat away from where the children's yelling oh, area yeah. is. <laughs> they they call it a play area, they should just call it a yelling area. <laughs> I actually would be very at home in a yelling place. Oh my gosh, you would. Yeah, you need one of those. You need just a room that's just filled with pillows and like soundproof, you know, walls for you to just scream into. Hey, do you think I scream and yell a lot at work? You should see me yes. at home. It's my how people must walk by my house all the time and be like, "Wow, many people are screaming in that house." <laughs> it's like, "No. No, it's just me. I'm just riling the dog up." <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Koala Chris. Chris. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty stressed. Yeah, like, please. Okay, we got this text message from you, and we're like, what in the world is this? So just explain what's happening in your life right now. Okay, it's pretty serious, to be honest. So I'm a big fan of the Subway egg salad sandwich. Mm. And, of course, pretty polarizing. A bunch of my buddies think that's the most disgusting thing they've ever heard of in their entire lives. So one of them last November challenged me that I couldn't eat 50 foot-long egg salad sandwiches in a year. And then if I did complete the challenge, he was going to reimburse me for all of them. Wow, what a dumb bet for your friend to take, honestly, because that's one a week and you clearly enjoy them. It's not like it was something that you hated, right? It was not like it was like, hey, you have to eat a whole cup full of bugs, live squirming, alive, juicy, gross... Slimy yet satisfying bugs. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, you're just buying me lunch for a year. Yeah, that sounds great. A good investment. Okay, (laughs) but now here's the real trouble, though. You had this in the uh, long cylindrical bag, as it were. Yes. (laughs) What? Now, what happened? I'm at 37. On Saturday, I ordered one through the app. I went in to pick it up, and the girl at the counter was like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't do that anymore. And I was like, what, you mean just this individual location? And she's like, no, no, Subway. We've just cancelled it. Cancelled egg salad? Uh-huh. And it, obviously my heart stopped. Yeah. I've got 13 to go. What am I going to do? So clearly I thought of you guys. And I was like, if anyone could implore even one location to just provide me with 13 sandwiches, it'd be you. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. That's a lot of pressure that you're putting on us. But, like, I'm also <laughs> honored in a weird way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just surprised that Subway would cancel egg salad. I feel like that is a I sandwich know. that people love. And it, it has delicious. a near and dear place in a lot of people's hearts because a lot of people just grew up eating egg salad totally. I love the taste of egg salad, honestly. And I love that part of the bet, Chris, was that you had to have an Instagram where you geotagged and reviewed every sandwich that you ate. So yep. it's at egg 
Big Stravagance. Great name. So, yeah, people should go and check that out for sure. And I'm really like, I kind of want one of these sandwiches now, too, because it's just like all the veggies and everything. Uh, You know, it's like people just kind of put a little paprika on an egg salad and they think, done, whatever. But the way that you're loading this thing out with vegetables looks delicious. The sauces and everything. I see one with bacon on it, which looks amazing. There was a couple with their little hash browns on it, too, which was pretty killer. Well, Chris, again, I don't know if there's anything particular we can do about (laughs) these corporate decisions that get made likely in Toronto or or maybe New York, but we wish you all the best. And the only thing I would suggest is maybe what you do is you make your own egg salad and then go to Subway, buy like a veggie delight and just spread (gasps) the egg salad over that. And maybe for the final bunch of sandwiches, that'll count. Or maybe just go to a gas station and eat one of those disgusting wrapped pre-made egg salad sandwiches if that's enough punishment for you. That's definitely some serious punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, if you think of anything that we can do for you, let us know and we'll just like hope that maybe someone from Subway, like a Subway CEO is listening right Mm, now. Like if you own Subway. They they likely are. (laughs) Koala Chris, all the best to you. We're really rooting for you. Thank you. You're so close (laughs) to that 50. So close. It's the first day of school in British Columbia, and between COVID and all the parents wanting to put those first day of school pics up on Instagram, we've noticed something today. It's like a big wild fashion show out there. Designer masks. Locally sourced hand sanitizer. Fancy gloves. Spit visors. Rich kids got full on hazmats. But also just like fresh Nikes. And the most fashionable thing of all. Not bringing a deadly virus Fashion. home to your beloveds. <laughs> Fashion. Says it's style. We must deal with, in this part of the world, rats. Mm-hmm. I read a thing that Vancouver was voted the rattiest city in all of Canada. No, BC. In, oh, in just I don't BC. know about well, Canada. I bet it's up there for Canada, but that list well, I don't With Alberta know. with no rats. Do you know there's no rats in Alberta? Not a single. Oh, didn't they do something? Didn't they have like a rat call? They were like... I think that when they were first setting up the province, they were like, okay, now, one thing is we shouldn't have rats. And they were like, yeah, good call, good call about that. Yeah, let's do that. And then they like put in all these protocols where they have never had rats in the province of Alberta. Huh. Like, wow. no, you know, because I think a lot of what the problem is with rats is you let one rat in, you let mm-hmm. one rat be existing, and then it's just like, it's just a million rats. Yeah. Whereas Alberta was like, no, we're not, we have a zero tolerance for rats. It's almost impressive, but like it's wild that they were able to do that. Um, here in Victoria, we're number two on that list for BC's most rattiest cities. Mm-hmm. Um, Vancouver's number one, and uh, Sydney's actually on that list too. I didn't know that about Sydney. Number sixteen on the list. Uh, Burnaby's up there too, number three. Um, I don't know if this is something to to celebrate, but there are some tips here on how to oh. make sure that you don't get rats in your house. If you have any sure. holes in your house, just make sure you cover them cover them up. You got get some caulking, holes. yeah, um, and just keep your food preparation areas clean. There's not much you can do once you get rats, right? It's all about prevention. So prevention in your own house, and yeah. as a community, I feel like there are two ways to do it. You can go the Alberta route of zero tolerance, or you can go the New York City route. Yes, I mean, you want to talk about most rats I saw a rat when I was in New York City it was the size of a schnauzer was it carrying a pizza yeah (laughs) that's what they do in New York I hear it sure is yeah okay but somehow in the biggest most bustling city in all the world 
They've learned to coexist. And yes. number two on the list, I feel like that is our destiny. That's what we got to do. Dawn texted in and said, no rats in Alberta except for those running those oil companies. Oh! And then we had another burn from Jared that says, that's a lie. Jason Kenny is a greasy rat. Snap! Oh! Oh! Whoa, you fired. guys, our computers are on fire now. <laughs> So have you noticed all the moths around? I haven't in Victoria. Have you? I have noticed more moths for sure. Yeah, I've noticed uh, like uh, the other night, a day that the cat was just chasing a moth around the house. It was really quite cute. Oh, did she catch it? She did. And then she let it go and then she caught it again. And yeah, it's a really, it's a whole procedure and an ordeal. But uh, over in Vancouver and especially North Vancouver, it's like really a thing going on. There's these videos going around of moths just like, you know, at like a baseball field where they get the night lights mm-hmm. on and just moths, like f- thousands of moths all flying around. Yeah. It depends how you feel about moths. It's either kind of squeamish or kind of sweet. Yeah, I think moths get a bad rep, honestly. Um, um, I don't mind a moth, though. I don't know. People just think that they're gross, but they love butterflies. A butterfly comes near you, you're like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's stunning. Blessed. Oh, my gosh. I just want to touch it. I want it to land on my finger. Um, and then when it comes to moths, they're like, ugh. It's like rats and squirrels. Right? Yeah. Squirrels are pretty much just rats in the trees, but uh, they're fluffy. So people are like, oh, I love a squirrel. But moths will destroy your clothes. Oh, okay. If you get too many of them. I think that's where that rep comes from. Butterflies don't do that, I guess. (laughs) I don't think think you're going to have swarms of butterflies in your closet or anything like that. But no, I kind of agree. Yeah, and that's what we're reading today, too, is that this is just part of like a a cycle that happens with mods. And so Vancouver and all that happens to be experiencing the... uh, the big year, the peak year of their uh, cycle. So that's if you even see, like I said, I have been noticing more moths. Mm. That's just uh, what's going on. But you know what I like to do with moths? What do you like to do? Well, I think it's pretty neat if you catch them in your hand mm-hmm. and then you whisper them a secret and then you just let them and you go, go fly, take that secret with you. Is that a thing that people do? Oh, for sure. So I. What kind of secrets are you telling it? Come here. I've been eating all of Jenny's expensive peanut butter. Go. You have? Hey, that's not for you. That's for the moth. Oh. Now, what do you... Well, you know those emails about the moldy containers in the lunchroom? Uh-huh. 90% of the time, those are my containers. That's not really a secret. But <laughs> we all kind of... Whenever... Yeah, we all know that. The passive-aggressive emails, they all knew it was actually just directed to me. We know it's you. But go, moth. Carry that secret. Flap it away. Take it to the eagles. How am I saying it wrong? Yeah, you're getting chirped right now for the way you say moth. Moths? You say moth instead of moth? Moths. Is that it? I think either way sounds fine. But I guess there's a proper way. <laughs> I don't moths. know. Also, don't how, know how do you say, else to say moths? Yeah. That's better. Oh yeah, that's better. How do you say how do you say ruined? Ruined? <laughs> Okay, that one's on just. That's on purpose. I'm being ridiculous. You've ruined it. Yeah, you ruined our vacation. You've ruined my moths. I'm visiting runes. I made crab last night. I made the crab that I caught in Banfield this past weekend. You did? Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever done a crab boil. I actually steamed it. It was so good but was it so good or do i just like melted butter good question yeah that is a great question i always think about that now but me. i think i would actually mm, this is con this go is controversial on, on, but i think i prefer because people like lobster more than crab usually because it's more expensive okay <laughs> i like crab more 
Really? Yeah. Why? Um, because it, it all tastes the same to me. It just tastes like butter and garlic. Yeah. I th- usually. Do you know what? I think you can say like, oh, yeah, you just like butter. But is there another protein that you can just douse in garlic butter and that it, it just pops and it tastes mm, so good and I it don't know. works. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you, 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 I guess you could have a steak and you could d- dip every bite in melted butter and it probably would Delicious. actually be pretty yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Shannon said, uh, you got to smother garlic butter on snails. Do you know, I, I'll try anything go. once. I will try anything one time. Yeah. I know that I'm not going to like snails. It's the texture. But I you'll try it. it, right? Because you said you'd try anything, so I don't just want give it a to. Try. It's actually pretty good. You'll like it. Do you like them? Yeah, they're good. Uh, some really good news about and like an integral uh, part of Vancouver Island's health, which is uh, Vancouver Island's sexual health. Mm-hmm. Um, they have just been giving a bunch of funding to expand their operation. So they're going to be adding a bunch of exam rooms and uh, a bunch of. Uh, full-time staff as well which is just so great to see because yeah that is a huge part of the community and they do incredible work in victoria specifically um that is the location just at quadra and mckenzie there yeah and yeah they i think what i like so much about um island sexual health is that they really focus on education and just like removing the stigma around sexual health Mm -hmm. and um, making people informed about their bodies and their choices which is so important it is so important and the vibe in there is generally so chill that uh if ever I need to go in there, I mm-hmm. just I, I feel better about going there than I almost do to any other like walk-in clinic for anything that's going on with the rest of my body. Absolutely, me too. Do you too. find that? hundred yeah. percent. And I think it's just they make you feel comfortable. They make you feel uh, it's just a very inclusive environment as well. And yeah. something that you know a lot of people are nervous to talk about when it comes to sexual health. They make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Talking about it and talking about your own body. Oh, it's so important. It's mm-hmm. so good. So so congratulations, yeah, to them for expanding and getting this funding. Um, it's a great reminder to everyone to uh, take care of yourself in that way. Like, come mm. on, what's more important? And also, now in the article I sent you, they try to bury this right at the bottom, but let's give this the proper love that it deserves. That center has been operating since the year 1969. Nice. Now, come on! <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.